This is IEDA In Your Ear, the podcast for members of the Indiana Economic Development Association. I'm your host, Lee Llewellyn. In this podcast, I'll be talking with Mark Wolner, the Executive Director of the Indiana Bond Bank, and Travis Richards, Executive Director of the Jay County Development Corporation, the local economic development organization in Jay County, Indiana. Uh, Travis presented at the June IEDA conference a few weeks ago, sharing the Jay County success story. And as part of that, he talked about a program administered by the Indiana Bond Bank, the Flipping Finance Challenge. So I've invited Travis and Mark to join me for this podcast to talk about the Flipping Finance Challenge, because it sounds as though it's a program, a process that could benefit other communities as it has benefited Jay County. So I want to thank you both for agreeing to do this. uh, And thanks for being here with me today. Uh, so, Mark, I want to start with you, and and I'm not sure that many people are are familiar with the Indiana Bond Bank. Uh, so, what is the purpose? What's the function of the Indiana Bond Bank? Well, Lee, thanks for having me, inviting me on on the podcast. I would love to talk about Indiana Bond Bank. It's uh, it, it is a hidden gem of state government. I like to say we are a a public sector entity, so we're under the Treasurer of State's office, actually. Uh, small but mighty. And our mission really is, as a public sector entity, is to provide targeted financial solutions to local units of government. So think, uh, we talked about counties with Jay County, um, cities, towns, police and fire districts, um, libraries and roads. Really think about kind of anything as you're kind of driving that like a mile or two through your county and you pass the fire station, you pass the library, you pass the school building, um, uh, all those are are different units of government, and so really our mission in life, um, as a, called the bond bank, and but really we provide, um, you know, we'll help schools uh, access maybe new computer equipment, one to one technology, or school buses, help a township construct a fire station, um, and then we'll get into. I know we'll get into the flipping finance challenge, which is a little bit outside of of everything, but really that's that's our mission in life, and we've done that for just about forty years now. So I think, you know, as you went through that list, I mean, I think that gives kind of a little bit of a visual for people thinking about, you know, where uh, the bond bank has had at least a physical um, contribution in a lot of communities that people can see. Uh, But at the IEDA conference, when Travis presented the Jay County story, uh, he was sharing stories about a number of initiatives, things that have made uh, Jay County's a success and that they've done successfully. But one was this program that I I had never heard of. And I get a sense that probably many of the people in the audience hadn't heard of, which is what we're here to talk about, the flipping finance challenge. When you talk about, Mark, about most of the projects that the Indiana Bond Bank does typically, the flipping finance challenge sounds like it's a little bit outside of what you normally would do. So talk a little bit about what it is and then how it came about. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, Lee. It is, we do a lot of that kind of hard, quote unquote, hard financing of like, you know, helping fund new infrastructure and we said schools and technology and all those kind of hard assets that folks need. And and really the why of it is as we were traveling around the state, 
I started here nearly five years ago at the Bond Bank, and you, you sit and talk with communities, counties, cities, and towns, and you realize there are challenges that exist that you can't just throw money at, bonds at, additional dollars at. There are legacy challenges, and and I should say not only challenges but opportunities. Um, I remember talking to a community um, who you know, or they're kind of on the way between Indy and Cincinnati. And at the time they had one of the only electric vehicle charging stations en route. And they were finding a lot of travelers coming through their town, you know, Teslas and the like. And they were trying to, you know, they, they knew they had something there. There's kind of an opportunity there. They didn't really know how to leverage it. So we, we'd hear stories like that of just these challenges and opportunities where local units of government are dealing with the fires of the day, the filling of the potholes, uh, keeping kids educated, you know, keeping the libraries as community centers. And we aren't, we're problem solvers by nature. I guess that's probably where we're in the roles that we're in. And we wanted to provide really a forum for, okay, we can't just ignore these important big opportunities and challenges just because they're not on fire and they're not urgent. And so how might we create an environment or forum where we can maybe not throw dollars at them, but, but bring ideas and human capital and talent um, and fresh eyes really to communities that, that just don't have the benefit of that, where it's, you know, folks like Travis, who there's a core group in Jay County who are really, um, you know, moving, um, the, the county and the communities along, but could benefit maybe from folks outside of, of the region who aren't knee deep in the problems who could bring, you know, new ideas and solutions. So we created this event, which is really designed to generate bold solutions over a short period of time. So we ask communities to bring in those challenges and opportunities that are a little bit fuzzy, that don't have easy, hey, we just need more money to do X. It's how do we even wrap our heads around um, these kind of sticky challenges? And so it's in the vein of a hackathon, which is really just a fancy name from the tech world of any kind of event of any duration where people come together and solve problems. And um, it's a chance now we've done this for four years. 2023 will be our fifth, where we've we bring communities in and we give Hoosiers the opportunity to solve important real world challenges, kind of roll their sleeves up. Um, and we get get into this, but we've seen folks from diverse backgrounds and sectors and education spaces where um they just want to apply their talents maybe outside the private sector, the professional sector where they live, work, and play. And um, you know, use some of their talents for good. So happy to expand on that or, or have Travis kind of fill in from his side of life, but that's, it, it's really a, at, at its core, it's a, it's a problem solving event where communities leave with, with real solutions. Okay. So let's bring Travis in and, and we'll get a little bit deeper into how this works, but, but Travis, uh, thanks for being here and talk a little bit about how you even found out about the flipping finance challenge. I'm guessing that this is not something that the Indiana Bond Bank may not be something that economic developers probably know a lot about. How did you find out about this and how did you how did you get engaged? Well, firstly, thank you for the invitation to speak at the conference and then for today. This is this has been really great. So, <clears throat> I started here at J. Kenny Development Corporation in the late 2018, so I'm still maybe a little fresh to the game. And in 2019, J. County uh, made a run for the stellar designation. Now, obviously, we didn't get the designation, but we were one of the finalists. And through that process, 
uh, we got to know the bond bank a little more. They were one of the partners in that, in the Stellar program. And so for their 2020 event, actually, they reached out to us with an invitation to come and be a part of that and not really knowing a lot about it, but knowing that we like to try stuff, maybe that's a little bit outside the norm. We were uh, very glad to, to volunteer and be a part of the 2020 event. So we went down without really knowing what we were getting into, but we had a, a great time. It was very refreshing to see people from across the state come in and be willing to work on issues that Jay County and the other communities there were facing. So did did going through the stellar process, even though you weren't successful, it gave you, I mean, going through that maybe gave you the opportunity to focus on some some plans, some ideas, some challenges. Did having that list of plans and potential projects, did that help you be sort of prepared for what you were going to talk about with the flipping challenge? Yeah. So actually, Jay County in the year lead up to the stellar process did planning in a lot of their communities. And so we were looking at what were the things we really wanted to achieve should we get the stellar designation or really whether or not we got it, what were our long-term goals and aspirations? And so when we were invited to come down, one of the things that was very helpful for us is Mark and Brian Carmen came and visited us from the bond bank. And we sat in a room for an entire afternoon and a group of us from Jay County just listed all the challenges that we face. And, and I don't remember how many we came to, but I know it was over a hundred. And, you know, the thing that sticks with me, and this would be my advice to other communities is be honest and be open and don't be afraid of those issues or challenges because you are certainly not the only community that faces those. Um, but so, through that, we were able to narrow it down to the six challenges we took in 2020. And interestingly enough, when we came back in 2022, we took four challenges with two of those being repeats from the first one. Uh, because, you know, like, like Mark mentioned, these are not simple overnight challenges. They didn't pop up overnight. They're not going to be solved overnight. So they were an issue two years ago, but they're still an issue today. And, and frankly, they'll still be an issue two years from now. So let's go, let's talk about what were some of those challenges that you identified and let's not go through a list of hundred. Let's get down to that four <laughs> or six that you, that you really prioritized. Uh, and then after we talk about what your what challenges you, you identified, then I want to talk about the process that actually occurs when you go through uh, the flipping finance challenge. So let's start, Travis, with you know what were those four or six uh, major community challenges that you first focused on? So for this year, the four challenges that we brought were youth leadership and involvement, uh, which really went over. I would say very, very well at the event. We had a lot of teams focus on that challenge. Uh, we took down poor health outcomes. Uh, many people are aware Indiana doesn't have particularly good health outcomes and Jay County is among the worst of the counties in some of those areas in Indiana even. So that is certainly a concern for us. Um, another was creating an entrepreneurial ecosystem 
And lastly, we had a challenge related to countywide strategic planning in light of all the funds that are out there and available to us right now. You know, our county wants to be sure that we do the best we can with what we have. Okay, so Mark, so 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 Travis has identified those four challenges. Um, now let's try to explain because I know that this is a very interactive process. So let's try to explain then to somebody who is who is hearing this in an audio fashion. Then so Travis uh, and his uh, team, I assume he didn't go alone, uh, right. shows up for is, and you mentioned uh, Travis mentioned that there was a planning session where you did some facilitation beforehand. But let's talk about what is then what happens during the the flipping finance challenge. How does this work and how do, do those four challenges that he identified, how do they get addressed? Yeah, that's great, Lee. I'd love to do that. So yeah, maybe visually in, in the mind's eye, let's work left, maybe left to right on the, just chronologically. So let's imagine, as Travis said, the Bomb Bank has come out to Jay County. We facilitated kind of diverged on that, that big list and then converged down to what are those four to six that are... Um, you know, that lend themselves to to some blue sky thinking and to some innovation. Maybe a trend really might be attractive to innovators. So let's picture we've we've done that. Really, what the bond bank does next, and this is all kind of pre what I'd call pre event at the venue, is we go out and and market the flipping finance challenge or FFC, and you know we're talking with professionals kind of who are community minded. So that might be might be economic development folks. We certainly have had engineers. Uh, from various firms that that tend to work uh, with local units of government, state government employees uh, are always big fans just by by their nature. Um, students, obviously, I think save the the big one for last. For a lot of um, universities and colleges, this is a great opportunity to apply what they've learned in the classroom to kind of a a real life. There's a lot of safety nets. They have they're working with communities who are really eager and willing to hear solutions. So they get practice of really taking a real life challenge. And having to come up with answers, not just sitting around and saying, yeah, gosh, broadband in rural Indiana is a problem. We should do something someday. That was one of the challenges in our inaugural FFC. And we had teams actually try to, to solve these, you know, bring a, a real solution for broadband. And so what we do is then go market to these groups of innovators, um, highlight, hey, this challenge is great for hard finance. This is more of a marketing. This is more of a public policy challenge. We've got what Travis did really well is, is highlight, I think, challenges that kind of a, appeal to various um, different mindsets and different skill sets. And then we'll, we've got, it's a free event. Uh, and then we, let's fast forward kind of to that spot where we, we gather. So there's a, there's a venue and we've done this event two ways. We've done it as an, an overnight 18 hour where we kick off at say Friday night at a five o'clock uh, and then teams form they work overnight. Their solutions are due at um, you know nine or ten a.m. on Saturday. So they've got it's kind of an overnight blitz, uh, lock-in style. The communities will have a couple hours to review presentations, judge solutions, and do an award ceremony. Uh, this year we did a little more extended, so we gave teams an extra bit of time. We kicked off on a Saturday at the venue, and teams got to scatter uh, and go work over the course of a week. And then our community had a little more time in that week than to um, talk with the teams, um, do a little more fact finding and trading of, hey, what have you thought of or tried? Or our team's thinking about going this way. 
they could do a little bit of uh, kind of hands-on with those innovation teams and then had some more time to judge solutions. And we end with a, a big awards ceremony. So for the teams, they are, it ends kind of with a pitch competition. So think about, um, you know, maybe a gentler shark tank style uh, where there's a pitch competition, the teams can walk away with prize money. And then this year, the treasurer of state presented a, her first ever um, award for innovation in public finance. So a best in show award. And so it ends with, um, I think a lot of celebration, then some takeaways and Travis can talk about that. Some takeaways from the community's end, because they are, um, if we've done our job well at the bond bank, we've kind of loaded them up with, hey, here's 10 to 15 new ideas and um, kind of go forth and, from there, love to hear from Travis kind of what, yeah. what happens to some of those. So let me lateral, let's lateral that over to, to Travis and talk about, so how, how did you present? How did you know how to present, what to present? Because when you talk about uh, sort of, you know, youth leadership, that can be kind of a, that's kind of a nebulous concept. So how did you get that point across and how did you know what to present to, to these teams that are going to be looking for solutions? So first off, you have to really understand the nature of the event. It is high energy. It's a one of a kind. Uh, it's I'm not sure how else you would describe it. Mark, the word you use, I think, is irreverent a little bit. Yeah, is that, is that correct? Irre- it is irreverent. Yeah, we we have a sense of humor about it. It's it's fun. It's different. It's first. I think the first year we we branded it as the unconference because we did not we. It is not sitting around and listening to a panel discussion for sure. Um, those are very valuable, but there's so many of those. So we wanted to be the, it's the hands-on roll up your sleeves. Let's have some fun, be a little goofy. So, yeah. yeah. So, you know, knowing that's the style of event, we approach it with a little humor, um, little irreverence. And I think that helps us reach the audience. But when you think about, like our challenges, one person described our challenges as you know wicked challenges. Some communities bring things that are a little bit easier and some bring them a little bit harder. I tend not to think of ours as wicked, but more as foundational, maybe. And, and thinking about youth leadership in particular, we look at that challenge as on a spectrum. So it can be anything from when you merge two junior highs into one, you might lose spaces on us, you know, on a basketball team or whatever. So that's kind of at your very beginning, but long-term you fast forward into the future and our councils and our boards and, and all those entities don't have a lot of the younger generation on them. And I think there's somewhat of a direct correlation between those two things. If the kids aren't pulled into some of these leadership activities when they're young, it's going to be a lot harder to get them involved when they're older. But the way we market these challenges is to say, you know, this is a this is a big, broad spectrum. You can focus on the whole thing or you can pick one little piece and we leave it open to the innovators. And of all the innovators that chose to work on this one, there were no two teams that had the same type of solution or even focused on the same area to be blunt. And so it was that's the really neat thing about it. Yeah, you have one challenge, but you have maybe six different areas of focus that you can you can work on that that challenge. So I'm I'm trying to connect some dots here. And so, Mark, I don't understand how the teams form that they obviously are not teams that come into the event as teams. Correct. 
So, I mean, how, how do people decide what challenges they're going to work on? How do they form teams? I mean, I'm, I'm not connecting yet the process here in terms of Travis has presented a, a challenge and an opportunity. Then how do people go from there? That's a really great question, Lee. Yes, we see a mix where some some folks, let's say I, I'm in a, a I'm a student at IU and I'm in a class and my professor has presented this opportunity to come to the Flipping Finance Challenge. And some of them do. I may turn to Sally on my left and Bill on my right and say, Hey, let's go down and it sounds pretty cool. Let's, you know, why not? Let's come down and maybe we know each other. It's safety and numbers. We can be on a team and just, you know, what the heck, let's see what happens. And so we do have some teams, uh, particularly student teams kind of come in together. They may, to your point, they may or may not know what they want to work on. Um, we are, we have a webpage each year for the event and have posted, um, challenge statements, underlying data sets, kind of pretty robust details about each particular challenge from the communities. And so a lot of the, a lot of the good teams have kind of gone through, and if not selected, they may have winnowed down to these two or three out of the 12 really speak to us. And then let's go hear Travis's presentation and the other community's presentation, and then have a chance to kind of do a pre-consult with each of them. They have the innovators have a chance to then sit down and kind of interview the, the communities in a short one-on-one of like, okay, hey, tell us more. This looks good on paper. We want to make sure uh, it fits our skill set and we can go rock and roll during the you know, the, the actual innovation time. So, um, and then you have, to your point, we've got, um, you know, individuals who come in and, and really organically meet either form a kind of a, a super team of, Hey, I'm, I'm good at marketing. You're good, hard finance. This challenge needs both let's work together. Um, and then other folks may hear the youth leadership challenge and find themselves at the interview table with Travis and, be asking similar questions and find some synergies with another innovator and just pair up that way. Um, and then we've got, we've got kind of those solo acts who come no going in, they work better by themselves and just want to go in and kind of, you know, work out their own speed and their own pace. And uh, so we've had from, I think, individual teams to six person teams and everything in between. So there was some missing information there that you filled in. So I didn't know that there was uh, prior to the event, that you had posted um, some of the, I guess, uh, prospectus or at least some some information about who was going to be presenting and what their what their challenges were in advance of the event, so that people have a chance to look before they get there. So, so that was some missing information that helped fill in a blank, uh, because I was imagining that the first time that people in the audience, whatever the audience is heard about this stuff was during a live presentation and then they were deciding perhaps on the fly. So people may come in or may actually recruit some expertise uh, perhaps to a team uh, because they, they can look at that, that sort of description ahead of time and perhaps see and come up with some ideas or think about, well, yeah, we need somebody you know, who has some leadership experience and somebody who maybe has marketing. Um, and so they're maybe looking at that in advance uh, and coming in at least maybe with a thought uh, of how they would assemble a solution. You've nailed it. Absolutely. Okay. That's right. All right. All right. So, so that was, that was new information trying to figure that out. So 
uh, Travis, it sounds as though you've been through this process then a couple of times. Uh, so talk about then what you learned, what the teams that, that have perhaps worked on your challenges, what kinds of things did they, did they uh, recommend to you? Um, how have you been able to leverage the, the, the process or the information that you got? Sort of where are you in the, the process of addressing that challenge? So I guess to roll back slightly to the last okay, question, fine. what was interesting is of all of our teams, I think we represented every way to, to gather a team. We had single people teams. We had teams that were formed before they came down. And we had people who joined teams at the event which was really unique. And uh, I, I, I enjoy that dynamic. That, that was really interesting. So specifically, how do we engage with our teams and, and what, what were the takeaways? You know, this year at the event, our direction as communities was to select our top two uh, solutions and teams and provide those back to the bond bank, who then all went in the, the pot to be judged for the overall winner. And so, our top two teams, we have continued to interact and, and chat with them and, and learn more. One of the big uh, goals or takeaways for us was, yes, the solutions, but also forming relationships across the state. Mm. I know this is going to shock you both, but there are actually people in Indiana who have not heard of Jay County or Travis Richard. <laughs> Blows my mind every year, what? but... And so, you know, the solutions are fantastic. Uh, I would say the relationships we form are equally as good for us. And so one of our top solutions this year was about, uh, well, both were focused on youth leadership. One was about vaping. How do we help reduce the, the amount of vaping in our youth? And so that team, it was uh, Kendria Pratcher. She came up with a series of events that would partner up with Red Ribbon Week. And so our plan is to bring her in as we get a little closer to the start of the school year and speak with some administrators, some teachers and, and staff that sponsor Red Ribbon Week and, and figure out how we can implement that. Because there's going to have to be some tweaks and things, obviously, to make it fit. All right. Back up and say, what is Red Ribbon Week? Red Ribbon Week, uh, that was started, I believe, by Nancy Reagan in the 80s. That is the Just Say No to Drugs campaign. Okay. Or, you know, spawned out of that. Okay. So that is, I, I, I guess, to be fair, Red, Red Ribbon Week is most popular in the elementaries. We kind of feel that the vaping issue would be more targeted towards junior high and high school students. And so figuring out how to integrate that. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to report uh, Kendria actually came for a visit over the 4th of July and, and we are really solidifying some of those relationships and, and she's talking about when she plans to come back and, and how we go about that. So where did Kendria come from? I mean, what's her background or, or what's her connection to the process? So she came from Apprentice University. Okay. Um, and that's how she got to the event. And Apprentice University has been, I think, to every event. They have. Correct, Mark? They have, yep. Since the yeah. inaugural, yep. Yeah, and so she came and she was a, a team of one. Again, you know, they all kind of self-organize. And she, I, I don't know if it's a, a function of her age that 
she felt vaping and youth leadership was really something to hone in on or, you know, what exactly drove her. But, but we were very pleased that, that she uh, chose that challenge to work on. And, and I guess I'll, I'll mention here too, one of the things that really attracted us to her solution was her presentation style. She kind of had that mixed in that comedy and a little bit of irreverence and had a good time with it, which we appreciate. These are, these are big issues, but boy, if we can't have a little fun and dealing with them, what are we, what are we doing here? Um, So our other team, uh, you met Kate at the conference. She was from our other top team, which was actually named the top team overall for the event. And she came and spoke a little bit about their solution at the conference last month. It is a youth leadership council where we get students together and have events where they meet with leaders around the county um, from a variety of sectors, business leaders, government leaders, nonprofit leaders, and learn some of those key things that you need to be able to grow into a leadership position. Uh, So I'm still uh, not making all the connections here yet. So Mark, when, when a team wins, uh, I don't, I mean, again, I don't understand then what, what's in it for those teams. What are they winning? Uh, if they are selected as, you know, you talked about prizes, you, whatever, what, what's the end goal for a team, especially if they're kind of spontaneous, not an existing entity, what's in it for them? That's a really good one. I think we've found, I've learned a lot over the four years. The motivation is, is mixed. I think the first year we thought there's this, we know there's this group of civic minded people out there who, who want to use their skills for good, who might be intrigued by a hackathon concept. And we found that for sure. I think we found students who want for them, the ability to put something on a resume of, Hey, I was a, I I attended and presented and participated in in the treasure States or the Indian bombings flipping finance challenge. It surprised me how many times when I've been asked to review resumes of, of innovators post-events uh, as we've developed relationships at the bomb bank level to see us in this event, in, you know, to meet that resume threshold of like those extracurricular activities uh, where a student can go into a particular, you know, potential interview with a, um, you know, with a job and say, Hey, I've, I've done this kind of unique event and talk about you know, how they synthesize a challenge really quickly, formed a team work through the issues, came together with a solution, develop a pitch deck, um, it, win or lose. It, and then we've had, I think, certainly groups, um, thanks to, we have over 20 sponsors, banks, law firms, um, you know, others I'm forgetting, uh, innovation, people in the innovation space who, have, who support the event financially. So it's no cost to our innovators. It's, it's really no cost to the bond bank. And as part of that, we're able to offer... Um, you know, financial prizes for, uh, for those top teams. And so, um, you, that's, that's certainly motivation as well for folks. And I think we probably have some, um, who maybe just exploring, like may not be satisfied in, in their current trajectory in their career or, you know, looking, think public finance or even the public sector might be for them. And this is a way for them to just kind of, um, a little sampler platter maybe, uh, then, before making a huge career move. So we see, we see a lot, uh, a lot of different motivations. So it's not just students that are part of those innovation teams, right? 
Correct. Okay. So, so again, uh, you know, then if there are financial prizes, then are the teams dividing that amongst themselves individually? Uh, Does that go toward, toward uh, the solutions that they are proposing for a community? Um, You know, to be crass about it, who gets the money? (laughs) That's great. These are uh, team rewards. And so we give the winning team, um, whatever that amount of money is. And, and historically, we're not talking life-changing money. Historically, it's been between say $500 and $750 per team um, that wins. And so you think if it's a five-person team, it might be $100 a person uh, for a, a weekend or a week's worth of work. And so um, I think it's more just that that symbol of a reward of, um, you know, hey, job well done, but this is not go, uh, go retire to, to Mexico type money. Well, I was just trying to understand, you know, again, if there, if this was something that was targeted toward deploying the solution you come up with, mm. or if it was something that was going back to the individuals, uh, I think, you know, you guys have done this a, a couple of times and you take some of that stuff for granted, but I'm trying to, to understand this on behalf yeah. of the people who are listening to this and try to work through some of that. Stuff. So, so let me, uh, before we talk about the process of communities getting engaged, then how does someone who wants to be a part of that, that team solution or wants to participate how would they make themselves available or do you reach out? Are you, is that by, by invitation on your side or is it uh, by application from people? How do they, how would they be involved in being part of a, a solutions team? It, it is uh, open to everyone. I think we are, we take pride. It's the most diverse event in public finance that I've been to across the country. And I've attended in uh, events in Indiana. I've attended events in other other states and we just draw so cool to see um whether it's um just across the board skill set interest background race gender everything we we bring and we just feel like the diversity of perspectives brings better solutions and so to answer your question i think we've had um and even all ages i think we've had high i know we've had high school participants um all the way up to mature professionals, let's say, and across the across the spectrum. And so, I would invite if if this event sounds interesting, you know, to your audience, whether they know a community who might benefit or think, hey, this might be fun to to kind of put my put on a different hat and and use my skills um, to help somebody else. You can certainly email me. Uh, you can follow me on uh, connect with me on LinkedIn. Follow the Bond Bank on LinkedIn. We do. Uh, that might be the easiest way in terms of direct promotion, um, and certainly not not an exclusive event. We we do our best to market. Word of mouth is great. It's often we get, I think, Apprentice University. Travis said like they had a team of four the first year who were kind of there. What the heck? Let's give it a try. And then the next year they brought more. And this year again they continued to just share their experience, and and that sometimes works better than um, you know press release or a marketing blurb or or something from me because they, it's folks that they know and trust uh, that have said, Hey, this is, this is really fun. This is really cool. You'll have a great time uh, and you'll make connections and, and you make connections with folks like Travis and, and who knows where those lead. Which can be the real prize sometimes. That is the true 
grand prize. Don't well, I mean, I, I mean, I think we all recognize that um, <clears throat> a lot of, I think a lot of problem solving, a lot of being able to leverage opportunities really is a, a networking process. It really is how you connect to people who have um, ideas or who have done something similar before and that, that you sort of build upon that. So I'm, I'm very intrigued with how, how that does help grow that network among sort of innovators and connecting them to communities. So uh, it sounds as though then Jay County uh, was kind of engaged by invitation that you you went to them. Is that the way then that a community is is brought into the process? Is it by invitation from the Indiana Bond Bank? Or is there an application process that a competitive process? How how do those communities that get selected, how do they enter the process? Yeah, the the best way we found over those, uh, I guess now we're going on our fifth year in 2023, is that kind of direct uh, tap on the shoulder. And, and that may be us having worked with Travis a little bit and gotten to know them through Stellar and wanting to give them a good outlet after all that energy they put into Stellar, giving them that opportunity. We, we had success in the certainly early days uh, with communities that are prime. They've had that, you know, they're thinking about these big challenges. They're not shying away from them. They're open to new ideas. They've done some community engagement. Um, that's worked well. We've worked with communities that we've assist with the bond bank. Um, and we've just kind of seen some of those issues pop up or maybe we've helped, um, you know, build the fire station, but we've also seen, or they've talked to us as we're there about, gosh, you know, we're also struggling with this or that. And we kind of keep that in the back of our heads and start a conversation. I think we've also had great references. Um, you know, Lee, I think some of the folks who are at your conference, uh, ball state, um, PCRD, some of the folks who work in and around the community space, ICI, just who kind of have a maybe an outsider's view of just, hey, here's some areas. The Ochre community liaisons have been a great resource of, hey, here's communities that are open to ideas, maybe have some uh, new, fresh leadership in position who want to come in and get some good wins or, or shake some things up or make some changes from what past leadership has done. We tend to find those kind of those folks, some of those qualities um, really jiving well. And as Travis said, they may not completely understand what it is. It's a kind of a wonky concept and a wonky event to start with. So you just need somebody who's going to be a little bit like, I don't know, trusting or like, you know, we trust the bond bank. They got right. our best interests at heart. We don't fully get it, but you know, like let's step out and you know, what's the worst that can happen. So. Well, I expect uh, following this podcast, Mark, you're going to you're going to hear from a number of communities, uh, at least trying to figure out how to position themselves. Uh, so, Travis, uh, so where are you in the process? What are sort of the next steps in terms of how you're deploying, you know, some of your solutions? It sounds as though you have developed relationships with a couple of the the folks who have provided solutions that are ongoing. You know, how will you continue to deploy? what you've learned through the process. So naturally we couldn't take everybody from the county down to the event. And so for the for the different solutions, there are going to be specific stakeholders from around the community that we need to get involved. And so 
our intent is to bring back the innovators into the community or, or do it virtually, you know, however works out for everyone's schedule, but go through the, the issue and the solution again with the stakeholders that would actually help implement and own this thing, the solution once it's in place. And so I mentioned that, you know, as with one, that's going to be primarily the schools. Uh, you know, the other one is going to involve uh, a lot of different organizations, local governments, nonprofits, business leaders. Uh, it's a variety of folks, and the schools as well. So it's it's a variety of folks. I think we have to get them around the table and understand what the solution is, and then figure out what tweaks do we need to make to it to really fully implement it and make sure it works well here. And, and I mentioned this along the way, you know, through some of the other uh, conversations we've had with Bond Bank. We look at these challenges as an iterative process. You do a little bit here and things go well, but then you've got to focus somewhere else. And then you jump back and forth and around. But as long as you're making positive progress, that's what's really important to us. Yeah, I would think uh, that at some level, there is a little bit of a challenge that you've alluded to is that you can't take everybody to the to the to the challenge event. And so how having to explain and integrate and engage then people after you have this great solution that you've seen you've participated in, and then how do we integrate, explain, sort of engage people who weren't there and weren't part of that to begin with, then I think probably becomes uh, part of the challenge that every community has to deal with. And how do we then disseminate and how do we then bring people into that solution process? And so um, I understand that that's, that's kind of where you are then in, in your process, Travis. One of the things that's been really helpful for us is we included a pretty good cross-section of folks on our team for the Flipping Finance Challenge. Okay. And one of those was our the editor and publisher of our local paper. And mm -hmm. so we've got a lot of good media coverage through this. And, and we've made a, a real effort to increase our uh, social media presence and our online presence, especially over the last couple of months. And we've been pushing that message there as well. And and I think we've been doing a pretty good job and people are starting to, to at least when you say flipping finance challenge, they go, oh yeah, I've heard of that somewhere before. I don't remember where I read it or heard it, but I, I've heard of that. And so that's that's been good for us to to help get that message out there. All right. I appreciate that. In another podcast, we may have to explain for some of our listeners what a newspaper is, but we'll take care of that at another time. Um, um, so as we finish up, I really appreciate your time and and I at least understand this better. And I hope that this helps uh, explain uh, to some of our members a little bit better what this is and see it as an opportunity, both in terms of uh, maybe participating at the at the problem solving side, but then also bringing some challenges and and opportunities to the process. As we close, is there uh, is there anything that we haven't talked about or any final comments uh, from either or both of you? Yeah, Lee, thank you. I, I think we can share. I have an interest list sign up. So for folks who are interested in the twenty twenty three opportunity, whether it's on the innovator side or the uh, community side, um. 
Okay, I can send you that. If, I don't know if you'll be able to post that along with the podcast. And if not, certainly folks can email me directly and we can get you on, on our list. Or if you have a community in mind, uh, very easily can, um, can make that connection and reach out uh, for real-time updates on Flipping Finance Challenge 2023. Otherwise, Bond Bank, we, we keep um, kind of cranking our, on our kind of normal normal side of life. And so if there's anyone out there, I think in the next two weeks on the 19th of July, we are doing uh, partnering with the treasurer's office, the state of Indiana IOT office and regions bank to offer a kind of a cybersecurity event for people who don't speak it. So think about uh, most of us, cybersecurity is a huge challenge, obviously, as we've, we uh, are in this decade and kind of ways that we can just all prepare, whether we're finance officers, economic developers, ways we can uh, protect our organizations and governments uh, from cyber attacks. It's going to be very interactive. Folks will walk out with a a custom completed kind of one-page scorecard of how their organization is a current state, so to speak, with some easy actionable steps to, um, as Travis said, nobody's going to be perfect on it, but just kind of move that needle a little bit better. Uh, So that's our goal on the 19th. Um, so we can certainly provide a link to that. And then on the 20th, uh, with fuel prices, the way they are, we've got a fuel budgeting program for communities and the 20th, we'll have a informational session, session, kind of a one, one Oh one on July 20th, uh, with what our fuel budgeting program looks like, uh, to help kind of protect, uh, local units, fuel, fuel costs from going, going haywire here in 2023. So again, all, all the links you would ever want, Lee, happy to provide uh, resources galore. And I think one of the takeaways that I have from our conversation today is that I think, especially when people think about the Indiana Bond Bank and they're thinking about challenges, um, the first, probably the first idea people have is that the money is the solution to it, to my all of my problems. And, and I think part of what I've heard from, you know, Travis and your experience is that it's not always the case that money will solve the problem, but sometimes it is community engagement and it is, uh, it is thinking about, you know, how do we innovate uh, with some of those challenges? And so I think that's been a big takeaway and certainly something that I think communities need to, and, and, and leaders need to keep in mind. Uh, Yes, money helps, but money isn't always um, isn't always the solution sometimes that that there are some community based uh, solutions and opportunities. And it sounds like, Travis, that that's what you're deploying in in uh, Jay County right now. I would add that sometimes money causes some issues. And so uh, that's always an interesting dynamic. And I just I want to include just a couple final thoughts for any community that is considering this and and I'd be happy to talk with anybody too, but I want to make sure that anybody who does this gets as much out of it as Jay County has. So just a few key points. One, I mean, go all in. The more you put into it, the more you will get out of it. And we see that directly with a lot of our challenges and our innovator teams. Uh, Number two, know your stuff. When you come down the innovators will ask you tons and tons of questions. They don't know you, they don't know your community, and they're trying to figure it out. So so be prepared. Even even I, having grown up here and lived in Jay County my whole life, felt a little unprepared for some of the questions that came out. So just do your homework. Um, stay engaged through the, the solution formation time. Be there to answer questions. Uh, we even had some teams 
provide solutions along, you know, potential solutions along the way. And we would give feedback to help them really kind of refocus uh, their attention where we felt it should be. And then lastly, just enjoy it. I mean, it's a, it really is a one of a kind, high energy, inclusive event. And, and we really look forward to it. So we would come back every year, but we don't want to step on any toes. And so we'll, we'll definitely uh, sit out uh, as needed, but glad to come back anytime, Mark. So I appreciate both of you taking time today. Um, we've been talking about the Flipping Finance Challenge. That's uh, an activity that's provided through the Indiana Bond Bank. And talking with me today have been our Mark, Mark Wolner. Uh, the executive director of the Indiana Bond Bank, and Travis Richards, executive director of the Jay County Development Corporation. I appreciate your time and thank you for uh, illuminating and talking about this, uh, this opportunity. Thank you so much, Lee. You've been listening to IEDA In Your Ear the podcast for members of the Indiana Economic Development Association. This podcast is copyright 2022 by the Indiana Economic Development Association, all rights reserved.